Surim Hari Shrimad Bhagavatam, Canto 3, Chapter 15, The Description of the Kingdom of God, Text Number 2. Loke Tena Hatha Loke, Loke Tena Hatha Loke, Loka Pala Hatha Vadasa, Loka Pala Hatha Vadasa, Nyabe Dayan Vishpashri Jai, Nyabe Dayan Vishpashri Jai, By the force of the pregnancy of Deity. By the force of the pregnancy of Deity. Ahata. Ahata. Being devoid of. Being devoid of. Aloke. Aloke. Light. Light. Lokapala. Lokapala. The demigods of various planets. The demigods of various planets. Hata Odisha, whose prowess was diminished, whose prowess was diminished. Nyabedayan, asked, Brahma, Brahma, Yatikaram, expansion of darkness, in all directions. In all directions. Translation purport by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Shri Prabhupada. By the force of the pregnancy of Deity, the light of the sun and moon was impaired in all the planets. And the demigods of various planets, being disturbed by that force, asked the creator of the universe, Brahma, what is the expansion of darkness in all directions? What is this expansion of darkness in all directions? Purport. It appears from this verse of Srimad Bhagavatam that the sun is the source of light for all the planets in the universe. The modern scientific theory which states that there are many suns in each universe is not supported by this verse. It is understood that each universe there is only one sun which supplies light to all the planets. Bhagavad Gita the moon is also stated to be one of the stars. There are many stars and when we see them glittering at night we can understand that they are reflectors of light. Just as moonlight is a reflection of sunlight, other planets also reflect sunlight. There are many other planets which cannot be seen by our naked eyes. The demonic influence of the suns in the womb of Deity expanded darkness throughout the universe. Loke tena hata loke loka pala hata jasa nyaveda yam nyaveda yam vishpasrije by the force of the pregnancy of Deity, the light of the sun and moon was impaired by, in all the planets. And the demigods of various planets, being disturbed by that force, asked the creator of the universe, Brahma, what is this expansion of darkness in all directions?
Namaste Sarasutam Deve Gauravani Pracharne Nirvishayashanivadi Paschadhyanadesitarna Problem states here that he doesn't agree with the modern modern scientific theory that there are many suns. Of course, whether there are many suns or only one sun makes really no difference to our spiritual life. If there are many suns, we still have the same temperature here. And there's only one sun, it's the same temperature. It really has nothing to do with either our material existence or our spiritual existence. Just like 99% of the things that go on in this world have nothing to do with ourselves. And yet people become overwhelmed with interest in trying to understand things that have no real relevance to their existence. And even the devotees sometimes get involved with topics such as what is the origin of the jiva? So whether the jiva came from the spiritual world, or Mahavishnu, or the Brahma Jyoti, whatever, it makes no difference. Because wherever we came from, that's where we are. We're here now. Just like if you're drowning in the middle of the ocean, and a boat comes to save you, first question you don't ask, usually don't ask is, how did I get here? If you can't answer that question, I don't want to get up on your boat. I'll wait for a boat that can answer my question. <laughs> if one is drowning in the middle of the ocean, the best thing to do is get on the boat and then ask questions later. <laughs> Similarly, whether there's one sun or not, although it makes no difference in our lives, either spiritual and material, the Prabhupada points this out because it's a question of faith. Faith in the scientists or faith in the Vedic version. According to the scientists, we're the spot. So right away, faith in scientists should be somewhat diminished because they're wrong. The most fundamental thing, most fundamental knowledge, they're completely wrong. Because even a child can understand, we've taken so many bodies, and yet we're always remaining the same person. So if we were the body, along with the change of the body, we would also be changed. And if we were the mind, along with the change of the mind, the person is experiencing the mind, or the, the perspective on life, would also change. So although we're changing our experiences, in the material world, either gross or subtle, but the experimenter, the person who's experiencing these things, is always the same. Such a simple thing doesn't require a multi-billion dollar project, scientific project, to try to understand it. It requires the smallest amount of brain substance, but apparently the scientists lack. <laughs> Thank you.
although they, they claim that they know everything, but they don't even know who they are. Therefore, practically 99.99% of what they're doing is simply speculation. And because modern people have some faith in them, therefore, they actually believe what they said. Although they themselves, for instance, none of us have accompanied the spaceship that supposedly went to the moon. So we have no direct experience of being on the moon, and therefore we can testify that it must be right. Where people are simply accepting the scientists on the basis of faith. But when it's pointed out that there are so many discrepancies in their version of going to the moon, and when they can't answer it, then we can understand that they didn't go to the moon. The lighting in the because, after all, when they shot the moon landing, it was 1969, and their special effects were rather undeveloped. <laughs> Therefore, whether by whoever was doing the filming, rather on purpose to expose the cheating, or just the fact that they weren't equipped to deal with such a a movie. Therefore, there are so many discrepancies. Like, for instance, supposedly they're on the moon, but somehow or another, there's no stars in the sky. So if there's no atmosphere, how can you not see the stars? The stars are too embarrassed, they're too <laughs> humble to be in the movie. They didn't want to take the glory away from the astronauts, so they all disappear. I want to speak of other things, like when the moon rover lands on the moon, not one speck of dust flies into the air. But when the astronaut jumps out and hits the ground, then all the dust starts flying all over the place. <laughs> so it was just the moon rover, although it may supposedly weigh so many tons, it was so, the moon became so ecstatic when it landed. <laughs> raise any dust so that everyone can see the, the moon rover very clearly. And then of course the astronaut jumps out, plants a flag and it starts to wave. But it's not supposed to wave because there's no, there's no wind on the, on the moon supposedly. <laughs> so was it the flag it was so ecstatic that it was on the moon and it began to wave without any air? So one discrepancy after another. And of course, they've lost all the footage of the moon. <laughs> Inconceivable. It wasn't worth anything anyhow. <laughs> and all the rocks they gathered, the moon rocks, they're exactly like the rocks in Arizona. <laughs> so one thing after another, and therefore most, many people, have examined any of the evidence, have concluded that actually the whole thing is a hoax. But why did Prabhupada emphasize it? Not so much to expose the governments of the world as being corrupt, because that's not really our interest. Although we know that that is one of our 
understandings on this age of Kali, there won't be any real leaders, there'll be misleaders. But the important thing that Prabhupada wanted to point out is that the Vedic version is correct. And if they went to the moon, which is supposedly a heavenly planet, and they landed there, and all they found was dust, which they weren't supposed to find anyhow, because how can you have dust on the moon if there's no atmosphere? Anyhow, whatever they found there, there was no life, apparently. There's just no atmosphere, no plants, just some rocks. Because it's really see how these rocks and dust all got there. And if they're right, then the Vedas are wrong. Whereas Chandra, where is the heavenly, where is the heavenly kingdom there? And if it's moonshine, if the moon supplies the the light that gives the juice, the flavor to all the vegetables, then how can the moon be devoid of any kind of light? Even the scientists acknowledge that when vegetables expose to moonlight, then they develop taste. So how is it that they landed on the moon and of course it was it's just a desert. So does, do deserts apply the juice of life to the vegetables? <laughs> you put vegetables hover in the desert and they all get tasty. So therefore Brahman had to expose the fraudulent moon landing course, most of it makes no sense. When the Russians send up the monkeys first, the monkeys got zapped by the Van Allen radiation belt and died. Therefore, they concluded that if the monkeys got killed, then a human being would get killed too. They went into that radiation belt. In order to survive the radiation belt, they need a, a space, a rocket, or at least the moon lander in which the astronauts would be, they have to have something like a meter and a half of lead thick in order to protect them from the radiation belt. But that would require a rocket thousands of times more powerful than they could even, than they had at that time in order to lift such a heavy weight. So, somehow or another, the rock, the, supposedly the astronauts, they go back and forth from the moon so many times, and that they don't even get sick. There's not even one, any, no indication of any raising of the radiation. Somehow or another, the poor monkey, because it wasn't American, <laughs> wasn't able to go through the radiation belt. But the Americans, the radiation had special compensation, because they were Americans, and therefore allowed them to pass multiple times that any effect. So this is all beyond logic, reasoning, or reality. Therefore, as we, most people know, the moon landing is just science fiction. And indeed, after some time, the person who actually, before that, the person who probably made the moon landing had also come out with a movie very similar called 2000 Space Odyssey. And some of the footage seemed exactly the same. Of course, so the real point is 
they never went to the moon. They have no idea what exactly the moon is. They don't know how to get to the moon. They probably with their mind space rockets. They'll never go to the moon. But fifty-four billion dollars disappeared. <laughs> Maybe that went to the moon. <laughs> And of course, the people who protested, like the, there was one person who was in charge of an engineer to develop the moon rocket, the space, whatever it was. And he, he wrote a report to the Senate, 2000 page report, explaining how the whole thing was, wasn't going to work. Unfortunately, practically the week before he was supposed to appear before the Senate, mysteriously his car wound up on a train track and he fell asleep as the train ran over him. <laughs> just a coincidence. And his 2004 mysteriously just vanished into the air, as most 2000-page reports usually do. <laughs> And the same general who was in charge of the project, who was also complaining, he, for some reason or another, got transferred to another project. And in spite of the 2003 page report indicating all the problems with the project, somewhere or other they took off, went to the moon without a floor, and came back without a floor multiple times. Of course, it was true that they could actually pass through the radiation belt and be on the moon with the radiation. Intense radiation on the moon. So why don't they use the same spacesuit and take care of uh, Fukushima, which has much less radiation. But somehow or another, they, they never can do that. I guess it was, the style was only the, the style of the moon, the, the moon suit, its style was only good on the moon. Otherwise, in, in Japan, it wouldn't be the style. <laughs> so they wouldn't want to use it there. <laughs> so our conclusion is that the scientists, they don't know, I, I, actually, I'm sure the scientists, they realized it was all a fake. Those were actually participated. And the evaded version is much more logical. How can we conclude that only on this earth there's human beings, there's intelligent life, and that throughout the whole universe it was just manifested from the nothingness, there has no purpose, just by accident, that all the different planets, billions of planets, we're just fortunate to have appeared here out of nothing. From the point of view of the Vedas, the whole universe came about with purpose and every planet has living entities on it. Some of them are much more intelligent than we are and live longer, have much more opulence. But we're not qualified to go there. Just like in order to go to a certain country, even to go to America, you need a visa. Even to come here, you need a visa. Go anywhere, you need a visa. So that the people just let you go anywhere. So to go to a planet like the moon planet or the sun planet, it's not that everyone is entitled to go there, 
you have to have certain qualifications. And as far as other living entities coming here, they probably don't need very many qualifications. But there's so much information about extraterrestrials coming here and visiting, people having witnessing spacecrafts hovering, etc., etc. But these things are all put in the realm of science fiction or whatever else. Although there are numerous references to it, even the literature of the scientists themselves and the military still is just denied as some kind of fiction. That's science fiction and their version is reality. So that's the nature of what's called the scientific filter. Anything that agrees with their worldview, which is completely atheistic and mechanistic, is true, and everything that is contrary to the worldview is considered to be simply an anomaly or doesn't really exist. One time, one mystic, he invited all the big scientists in Europe come to a hotel, including George Wallace, who was the co-founder of Darwinian Evolution. And this mystic on the second floor of the hotel just walked out the window and was hovering in the air and then just came back. And all the big scientists in Europe, they reported on this as their direct observation. But in America, they just rejected it all. <laughs> so the scientists, these big scientists in Europe, agreed with their version of reality whatever they said would be acceptable. That any observation they made, which was contradictory to the atheistic, mechanistic viewpoint, was immediately rejected. So we can find more information about that, especially in Judah Karmapur's books, which show how the knowledge filter works, so that anything that's supporting the current mechanistic, atheistic view of the world is accepted and everything else is just filtered out. Even the fact that we're conscious and live, they just deny that you're really not conscious and live. It's your, just your misconception. <laughs> you're really dead, you're simply a product of the general nature. And if you don't believe it, you must be a conspiracy, cons, uh, conspiracy theorist. <laughs> Therefore, we should not take them very seriously. Although, Brahma said, we give them credit, they can make a car, they can make a plane. We don't deny that they have some, some intelligence in that direction. But as far as everything else is, that it's somebody, they're lost in the clouds somewhere. <laughs> they can't see anything very clearly. So I'll stop there. We'll see. Any questions? Yes. I want to ask if people accept only what is according to their knowledge and to their vision of the, in their minds, can we actually convince people to become Krishna consciousness if, uh, conscious if they don't have already an inclination or an attraction to that? Yeah, give us some prasadam. That will come directly into their experience. <laughs> And the holy name also. And just be nice to them. No one else is nice to them. So that's completely beyond our experience. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, nice to them.
We'll give this a shot and Jan Riker can be nice to them. They may develop some interest. Yes. I have another question related to all this moon story and so on. Usually I ask people if they did go in 69 on the moon, why don't they do it again? Like it's been almost 50 years and they did not go again. But it seems somehow that they don't want to accept that there is no logic in, in for this in this example. Should we go into so this type of debate with people well, that are more scientific? Maybe we have information from the Vedas, maybe we have information from the, from the other part. Should we go into such debates with people? We're not so much interested. So what if we can prove they didn't go to the moon? All we'll do is prove that these their leaders are cheaters. But you don't have to prove that, that they're cheaters. Everything they're doing is cheating. <laughs> it's just so useless. And besides that, Prabhupada said if you it's easy to wake up someone that's sleeping. But if someone's actually awake or they're pretending to be asleep, it's very difficult to wake them up. <laughs> so people don't want to wake up because they want to enjoy the material energy. And you're going to spoil the material life by telling them that all their fantasies are not real. It's almost like going up to some, a little child, five years old, and telling them there's no Santa Claus. <laughs> They'll consider it act of cruelty. You may be right, but you're very cruel. <laughs> Anything else? Yes. In chapter 10, Krishna says that the one who perfect, perfectly knows that he's the source of all expansions and uh, is factually convinced of uh, this opulence, he engages in pure devotional service. So, don't we have to understand the origin of the jiva? He says, one who, one who knows this, the truth about me, my, his origin, not the origin of Jiva. But it understands Krishna and truth. We are Jivas. Yeah, I know we are <laughs> But Krishna is talking about his origin and activities. Not our, our origin and activities. How Krishna came to this world. He came under the spiritual energy. And all his activities were spiritual. One who understands that, he becomes liberated. To understand where the Jiva comes won't help you at all. I'm referring to chapter 10, verse 7 and 8, when he says that he is the source of all the expansions and all, everything emanates from him. Ahamsevasya pravam daksaram pravartate. What is that? Etam. What's that? Etam. Yeah, the one before that. Etim. Etam. What's the one before that? Aharshya Saptapurave Chakramana Vasadha Abhavamana Sajata Loke Jana Loke Etram Etam Etam Vibhutim Etam Vibhutim Yogam Cha Mamayo Vedidhatpadaha Savikapin Yundrena Yundrena Atrasam Shayaha When one descends in truth, 
was a key. One was totally convinced of this opulence, a mystic power of mind, engaged in unalloyed devotion to service of this day. So that's all about Krishna. It's not about the Jiva. What does that have to do with the Jiva? Krishna is the origin of the Jiva. He's the origin of everything. And how do we become factually convinced of this? That Krishna is the origin of everything? Well, you engage in unalloyed devotional service. You hear from Krishna's devotees and you serve it. Then Krishna will reveal it. Unless Krishna reveals it, we won't understand anything. It's up to Krishna to reveal it. It's up to us to do what he tells us to do through his representatives. And if we do that, then he sees we're sincere, then he'll reveal himself. You have another process? <laughs> you don't like that process? understood that uh, the one who understands that already then he engages in devotional service. That's how I understood it. No, when Krishna says, one who understands the truth is glory and power and mind, he says, I am the source of all material and spiritual worlds. For me, the, the entire creation emanates these creations. One who knows this engages my devotional service and worships him with all the heart. Then he gives the process. The thoughts of my devotees dwell in me, their lives are surrendered to me, and they derive great satisfaction and bliss, enlightening one another and conversing about me. To those who are constantly devoted to worshiping me with love, I give them the understanding by which they can come to me. So we have to learn from those who know the science how we can engage in Krishna's service with love. Then he'll give us the realization. Now that first Krishna reveals himself to you, and then you'll start engaging in the service. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. Obviously, it doesn't work that way. Otherwise, everyone would be walking around, everyone would be a self realized soul, waiting for Krishna to come and engage them in the service. I mean, see, people are in ignorance. Unless they hear from the right sources and then agree to act. Uh, act with their body, mind, and words, Krishna's service, they don't make any problems. Alright, we'll stop there. Grandarashimad Bhagavatam, Kijaya, Chilaprabhupada, Kijaya, Or